Hey guys, Walter Fetchick here to tell you that Unicorn.com may be the world's premier esports betting site, but they're also your best bet for keeping up with all the esports you love. With their site's newest update, they've reinvented their Live Now system and created a TV guide style layout to find out when your favorite teams will be playing next. And if that isn't simple enough, they've even added a search bar to help filter it down even further. And you know, even if you aren't a gambling fan, Unicorn's newest update is a must-have for any esports fan. And you might even discover your favorite new writer in their news section. We've got my man Drowling with some excellent CSGO content, and you can find some fantastic articles from my lovely co-host, Chase Wassner, as well. So check out the new layout at Unicorn.com, because there are a few places where you can stay up to date on all your favorite esports, and Unicorn can help. Unicorn.com. Welcome to the new e-sportsbook. Hello Internet, my name is Walter Ciedi Svedchuk, and we are bringing you a very special edition of the Rough Drafts podcast. Uh, if you've watched the North American quarterfinals Guess the Lions episode, you'll notice at the beginning, because there was no Week 10 in North America, because North America is by far the superior region to Europe and doesn't need 10 weeks to finish their regular season, we didn't have to talk about any games, so we just kind of threw our North American awards in there, uh, because the NA All-Pro teams got announced before we had a chance to do a North American awards episode. Uh, but... They haven't, as of recording, announced the EU teams yet. The EU teams will probably be out around the same time this video is out, so you can go over there and see how wrong all the Riot voters are and how correct we actually are, because everyone knows that in the Rough Drafts universe, uh, the champion's opinion is the only one who matters, and I say Chase's opinion matters in, in this kind of regard. And of course, Chase, Redshirt King Wassenaar, is joining me because I do value his opinion on award shows like this. I need someone to to bounce off of so I can tell them how wrong they are. Wow, Walter's feeling himself today, ladies and I gentlemen. I am, dude. I, I, I look, myself. man. I, I I appreciate the the cockiness here, but luckily I have been the European expert on this podcast for the entirety of the season. I you know have taken <clears> in <throat> all ten weeks. I I spent a lot of time building my ballot and really thinking and, and tweaking and coming up with all of my reasons as to why these these players are, are on there and i think that especially in the bottom half of the map a lot of interesting conversations a lot of you know back and forth i, I could see a lot of different picks coming in i'm less inclined to believe that i will be frustrated by the votes com compared to in north america where i thought that certain players cough cough tsm cough cough double lift cough cough hanser were overrated in their votes because they're very popular and because they're well liked within the esports community but but here I, I think that there are there's enough wiggle room and there are enough players who are close enough all of this is going to be uh, a very interesting series of, of awards and i look forward to seeing where all these uh these writers come down and i look forward to sharing this with you let's get this started walter let's talk some some players and some all pro awards so i'm pretty sure there was some sort of joke in there about you know european toxicity and them not all being friends and them not all being buddy buddy and <laughs> caps his death notebook yeah yeah i'm sure there was a bunch of memes in there yeah that being said uh <laughs> we're, we're not here for the memes that's that's not uh it's not what we're here for we're here from some wow. some hard hitting absolutely accurate awards voting because our votes do count riot just forgot to mail us our ballot 
So Chase, we're going to start with the all-pro teams like we did for North America and like Riot is doing in both regions. Let's start up in the top lane. Who were your three choices for the first, second, and third team all-pro top laner? Okay, so I'm going to go third to first just so you guys can kind of hear where my reasoning came in. I gave Expect my third team all-pro vote. I think that he has continued to improve mechanically. I, I thought that his laning in particular was significantly better than we've seen in previous splits. Uh, it's 88 gold differential at 10 minutes uh, is by far the best that we've seen in that regard. I, I feel like he's done a very good job uh, with the leads that he has and, and, and really being that team player, uh, really getting those team fights going for for do when trick kind of took a step back he stepped forward and so he gets my third spot uh second spot goes to odo omne for the same reason he got my okay. second spot last but guys really good at league of legends uh great global usage uh really good, good at sacrificing his own resources for the team you constantly see him giving up those gold waves so that the rest of h2k can get going but he's still landing the taunts and the crowd control and everything else uh there's just so so many intangibles that he adds that aren't going to come up in the numbers, but I see just the efficiency that he's putting out there, and I think that is no. Uh, and first team, it has to be so as. As far as I'm concerned, there is no other answer. The guy has been absurdly good uh, this split. 249 assists is by far game of any top laner. 4.6 KDA, it's the best. 68.4% kill participation, it's the highest. 100 gold differential at 10 minutes. Second highest, only Kavishard's had more, and Kavishard hasn't done as good of a job translating it into advantages for the rest of his teammates. And by the way, he's doing this while only getting 20.1% of his team's gold. That's the same amount as Odoamne. So Soaz is, is sacrificing as much and doing more with it and doing so with his teammates in a much more efficient... Like, like the fact that anyone's been more efficient than Oduwamne is absurd to me. And as much as I would love to give it to anyone else because Soaz is a player that intrinsically his playstyle is frustrating to me, especially when he goes for trades he doesn't need. Most of the season he didn't go for those trades. Most of the season he made very intelligent plays. And so you know what, Soaz? You earned it. You're my first team All-Pro top laner. Great season by him. I think it's the best that he's looked in probably at least in season five i'd say really impressed by him uh so i don't look at stats at all when i do my awards voting uh because i i trust my eyeball i'm i'm an old-fashioned scout in baseball where i trust my eyeball and then i'll look at the speed gun uh so my third was uh, my third team all pro top leader was Vizichachi. I thought that despite the fact that his death numbers were pretty up, he took a lot of pressure on the top side of the map. He did not play as well as he did in his MVP level season. I still think that what he did for Unicorns of Love was very important in providing a a a a, a, a transistor i guess for all the pressure on the map he really absorbed a lot of pressure absorbed a lot of contact that got him a, you know a lot of deaths but that really opened up what xerxy was able to do in the bot lane what samex and hellasong were able to do on the bottom side of the map and i just think that i need to reward that and and, and focus on he did so much in sacrificing his own statistics in terms of dying in terms of late not you know crushing people in lane or anything like that to allow his bot lane and his jungle to be so successful and also had to you know, do this while they didn't have a secondary, you know, their second solo laner play very well. So I 
you know, he's my third team guy. Uh, second team, I'm going to give it to Expect for pretty much all the reasons that you put Expect on your list. I thought that he was the most consistent player on the G2 roster uh, by far and really kind of held down the fort when they were struggling, especially when Trick was struggling. And just to see his growth from when he first, you know, replaced... Uh, replace Kikis up until now has been kind of breathtaking. I, I don't think any of us expected him to come this far and be this good a player. Uh, and my number one was... Unexpected. It was unexpected. Yeah, it was It was definitely unexpected. <laughs> Ex- expect is the player that I think everyone hoped Seraph would be. I think that was... We wanted Seraph to be what Expect is. I think that's what, what kind of everyone was hoping for, especially Monte Cristo, because maybe he wouldn't have lost his job then as coaching CLG. Uh, that being said, first first team All-Pro was Odawamne. I thought Odawamne is the quintessential. This is what it means to be a top laner in Europe. I don't think there are any kind of flashy outplay uh you know solo 1v1 top laners in europe anymore i think it is about holding your own holding a strong lane getting through that phase and then making impact across the map with your teleports and with your uh with your roams into the mid lane i thought odawame did it better than anyone and apparently the statistics tell me that i'm wrong but it's my all pro vote not yours chase that's why you get to put soas first and he's not on my list that is criminal. Like I don't don't get me wrong, a lot of debates to be had in this episode, but not having Soaz at least third team is criminal. Like it is that would that is if that happened on the actual all pro results tomorrow, I would consider it the worst snub of, of all of the all pros that we've seen. Like that is I I genuinely like what did Soaz not do in your opinion? What was he not delivering for his team, for the their win condition, for like what 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 did he not do to earn that for you? Because I gen- like I, I'm I can't even be mad. I'm just so I'm perplexed that something that, in in my mind, egregious it, it can be something that someone someone I ex- respect. So help me understand what didn't he do? I I would say he was linear in that that was all that he was only for the team. He was only for making the team better, and that there weren't really any moments where I was like okay, Soaz can style on this guy and, and make the 1v1 outplay. And I thought the other three guys did have those moments. Uh, maybe there's a Jarvan game that I'm forgetting. I know that Soaz did play Jarvan, and he did there make were some several. really good moves. The first half of the split. But I also remember a lot of that came off of Brock's ganking for him. So I don't think Soaz is a 1v1 player in the top lane anymore. I don't think he has that that in his kit. I don't think that's in his wheelhouse, in his toolbox, whatever metaphor you want to use. But... He is an exceptional player at doing his job within the Fnatic system and, and you know, teleporting to the bot lane. I, I agree. Behind Odawamne, he's probably the second best TP Shen alt user in Europe. I will absolutely give that to him. But I don't see, like, the extra, you know, things in his toolbox that I see out of Odawamne expecting Chachi. I mean, I, I... I can see you putting him second. I... I above like putting chachi on there over him to me is is like i i, I don't want to r- jinx it because we still got four more positions and some other awards to go but i could not like this is the most i've disagreed with you in any year that we have done these all pro votes i visit okay. chachi died 117 times this split. i just want you to know like that is the second highest only exile has died more often than chachi that's that's where he and like it's only six more deaths like just just to be clear like just to to put that out there is the guy that 
that you liked more than uh, than Soaz. Um, but but we'll move on because I I get the feeling that I could I could sing Soaz's <laughs> praises for a millennia and it would not put him on your list. I'll, I'll so never sing Soaz's praises. Uh, I I will I will give him respect when he's earned it. But like I said, he doesn't have that. 1v1 outplay potential, I think, in his pocket anymore. But moving on, into the jungle. I know, you're shaking your head. I, I probably I, already know who your first team jungler is already because you, you, you're so into the stats. But let me go ahead and announce them to the world. Who are your three all-pro junglers? Yeah, so this is one where I had a lot of back and forth. Uh, I really wanted to fit Maxlor onto this list. I couldn't. Maxlor is a great example of a guy who has done his job perfectly. Uh, and, and that's not necessarily going to show up in the numbers because, A, Misfits has had a losing season, and we can argue back and forth over whether that job was the best way to play a top lane position, but this was the system that Misfits created. He did everything that was asked of him, and he did it well. And yes. I do believe that that should be rewarded, and we should take that into consideration when Maxwell was a free agent this offseason. I think on the right team, he is going to shine. And I thought it was. I thought Misfits was going to be that right team. I picked them very highly uh, in the offseason. Yeah, and Max know, Lord right? did his part. Max Lord did his part. It was not on him. Um, but there were three junglers who I thought had better seasons. Uh, Xerxes gets my third team spot. Xerxes, great player. Uh, certainly, when when things are working well for the Unicorns of Love, I think he is one of the biggest reasons as to why that's the case. Um, certainly, he's the unicorn who dies the least, who, who is better at, who is the best at picking his moments and really working with his teammates to coordinate the invades that they need, coordinate around uh, neutral objectives. So I, I think that overall he had a very solid split. Uh, he was snubbed last split from the All-Pro team. I really hope that doesn't happen again. I don't think it will, but like he deserves a spot. Yeah. Uh, second, I have Yankos. Um, Yankos was a great example of a guy who last split, I looked at the numbers and I think I underrated him a little bit. I'm not, you know, no, I have no shame for how I voted, but I'm, I'm glad that this split I can give him that extra bump because I do feel like there's an extra we have to take into account how much the H2K system relies on him. He is the crux of this H2K machine that I have written about in the past and that I have constantly mentioned on this pod. If he does not get ahead, H2K does not win. That's just how this team has been and he has been so consistently able to do so. Might not be the first blood king anymore uh, that goes to the guy who's first on my list. But 48% is nothing to be ashamed of. That would have been the first Blood King last split. Uh, great season. Uh, great work by him across the board. But no one's been better than Broxa, who gets it at the first seed. The guy's pathing has improved monstrously since the last time we've seen him. I think that he has done a much better job of picking his moments to invade. His, his farming paths are... are substantially better but most importantly he has done a great job of picking which lanes most directly need his help and finding those holes consistently this is the stat that blows my mind 62 percent first blood rate a 179 goal differential at 10 minutes uh that's more than double Yankos, who is the next closest. This guy has been everywhere. He's done it consistently. And by the way, he's done it with 25 deaths in 29 games. That is right. He is averaging fewer than one death per game over the course of a full season. That is insane. It is It is a whole, it is a whole three levels beyond what I thought Broxa was going to be this time last season. I, I could not be more impressed. I think he should be incredibly proud of the effort 
compete in. And I think that he is a guy that's going to be a star for years to come. And if he keeps this up in Europe, great split for him. Absolutely. I, I can agree with all three of those players. In fact, those are my three players as well, although the order is, is just slightly different. Xerxes takes my third team all-pro nod. Uh, Broxa takes second, and, and Yankos takes first. And again, it's <laughs> kind of the argument that I have with my three top laners versus Soaz. Yankos is more of a big playmaker. And, you know, talk about the HUK system and that Yankos succeeds in that. I think if you take Yankos and you put him on Fnatic, Fnatic are just as good. I think if you take Broxa and put him on H2K, I, I don't think H2K are as good. I think they fall down in some quality because Yankos does add that he can carry. He can be the number one resource star on that team. And Broxa hasn't shown that, but he hasn't had to because of the team that Fnatic has put around him. So I'm not necessarily saying that's a knock. I'm not saying it, that he can't be like that. He just hasn't had an opportunity yet to show me that. And that's why I'm just going to put Yankos over him right now because I think Yankos is a slightly more complete jungler because he has that little extra I can take over the game, I can be the star, I can be out in the spotlight, but he can also be on the back foot and go towards Odawamne's lane and get Odawamne as big leader, go help the Vivian or go help the bot lane. And he can, he does everything that Broxa does. Maybe Broxa now does that half of it a little bit better, but Yankos is definitely more of, he can play the hard carry style, and I just haven't seen that out of Broxa yet. I, look, I'm never going to be mad at Yankos being a first team. I, that, <laughs> I think that's that's fair. Um, I, you know, like I say, that's one of those things where I, we, I think that that's, the, these are the three correct junglers, and I, I hope that the voters agree with us in that, um, because I think that these three have stood uh, a step above uh, the rest. If Trick gets an all-pro nod this split, I'm going to be very mad. I'm, I, I think it's possible because the voters, like... Anyone who votes for Trick there's, should there's, have there's their... There's kind of a... Anyone who votes for Trick should have their ballot just ripped out of their hands, and they aren't allowed to vote anymore. I don't care if they're Riot employees. Trick should not be on your top three at all. At all. He's fifth. <laughs> I, that That is going to be my favorite part of tomorrow, is just seeing who does it so we know who not to listen to moving forward. Like, that's... It's going to be great. Like, Please don't do learn... it, Kelsey. Please don't do it, Kelsey. Yo, you're, Kelsey, I, I trust him, Kelsey. I think we're all right. But we should... We should... Yes. We should move no. on to the mid lane, because this gets... Mid laners. Mid lane's going to... Chase, I, just fire away. Just give me your three mid laners, because I know that Exile's on my list. Oh, my... <laughs> <laughs> I just needed the reaction. Look, I, uh, I, I had six guys that I could have put on this list in, in many different orders and I would have been okay with. Uh, I thought that this was a solid year for mid laners. In, in all reality, I, I think that it was not as good as it's been in the past. I think that we had a lot of very good mid laners with some great games here and there rather than a consistently great mid laner from start to finish over the course of the season. Uh, Power Viva was the closest to being that guy. He is not on my list because his consistency fell off and he had some big losses uh, when it mattered most. He cost his team in, in huge areas. So I, I couldn't put him on there. I couldn't put Nuke Duck on there. Despite the fact that Nuke Duck has had a great season. I, I think that Nuke Duck has played. Like he, he is by far the shining star of Vitality this split. He's got a lot of great solo kills. You talk about kill pressure and being that guy who gets outplays. Nuke Duck has done it and he's gotten solo kills against two of the three guys that I have on my top three mid laners. I, I think that any comment that people have had about him being so much better off the, you know, off camera than he is when we see him on the big, big stage, I think we're starting to see that guy show up again. And he's not the same guy that we saw in the summer split of season three when he was killing it on uh, Lemon Dogs, but he's, he's getting there. He's getting there, and I think that we're, we're, we're split away um, from him 
maybe get, getting that launch back up into the, the, the best mid lane conversation. But for me, uh, third team, I gave it to Senkux. Senkux had a great season. I, I really loved his emphasis on roaming mid laners. I felt like that really opened up the Splice playbook when they were do, doing very well. Uh, his Cassidy in particular stands out to me. Um, he's played a a lot of different uh you know Stalia is great he's really done a very good job of controlling the map pressure which is something that is so crucial for what uh for what splice does uh he also with a, a hundred and nine uh kills uh, is the second highest in kills per game uh which is something you went uh, or third highest in kills per game excuse me because power of evil was also nuts um but he is one of those guys that just has been surprisingly efficient across the board and done so in a way that i mean his team desperately needs and oh by the way um, he's winning lane, which is kind of something we never used to say about Senkux. We feel like the Senkux back when he was on Dignitas AU that we were hyped for. And I'm glad that that guy is coming back to the forefront. Uh, Caps, I had second. I think Caps has been a, a great team fighter. I think that he has been a control mage that has been so constant in what Fnatic wants to do. He's adapted very well to both play styles. Uh, you know, both their split pushing play styles from the beginning of the split, this more team fight oriented play style from on the end of it, I think his champion pool is deep enough that teams are going to have a hard time dealing with him in the postseason. Uh, overall, just very impressed with his development. I think he's going to be a great mid laner for years to come. First team goes to Forbidden. Oh, I, I did this on. last split, and I'm doing it again. The guy, how we had a great season. Don't, don't, don't come on me. Come on. You know what? If anyone wants to be better than Forbidden, there by all means go for it. But no one's done it this split. The guy is. Still the best laning mid laner at 154 gold differential at 10 minutes. He still has the best KDA at 6.0. He still has the best damn second best actually no best damage per minute. Um, the guy's so good. And so he never good. makes a big had, play. He never makes a big so play. Big he plays. never his makes Oriana, a big play. His Oriana has won so many team fights and new objectives that I'm starting to wonder if you watched an H2K game. Like he has been outplaying people in big moments more than just about any other mid laner he is like they're not like the big assassin outplays no but in team fights he does an insane amount of stuff for his team uh, his oriana is the best in the league and i don't think it's particularly close um i could not think more highly of what he's done this split i like i the guy's a great playmaker and i i guess i i i don't know what you're watching if you're not seeing that and i'm not directing that to you because i'm sure there are going to be some people in the comments were like, really? Forbiven? Yes, Forbiven. Forbiven has been that guy, and he's done so so consistently for the team. I think, to me, he's been the star of this H2K team this split. Uh, well, well, Yankos has been the guy who facilitates uh, and, and makes the machine go, but Forbiven's the one who makes it all come together and makes it work and makes that setup pay off. Um, I've been very impressed by him. Fabivan's my third team all pro mid laner because he's very consistent. He's a very he is the bar. He is a extremely consistent. I would say game one versus game uh, you know, 30, 29, whatever the final total was, if you if you took all the names off of it except Fabivans and said, all right, which game came first, which game did second, I couldn't tell you. I he is even keel across the board. You cannot pick out which game is game one, which game is the last game. So so that to me is it that's great. Like that's fantastic. I don't see the big play potential in the early game. Maybe he does have these great Oriana ultimates, but then how much of it is his is his teammate setting it up? Is he throwing it on Odoamne and Odoamne is getting a good flash taunt? Like H2K to me as a team is kind of a problem because 
if you aren't doing anything in the early game there, how much of it gets lost in the fact that they're just a very good team fighting team in general? They aren't good at the objective. I mean, he, he is play, the best but... laning. He is the best early game mid laner in the league according to the numbers. But other than that, well, that yeah, comes I guess from, you're saying you're coming from straight farming, basically, is what you're telling me. Is that he's the best no. farmer? No. He also has 112 kills, which is the third highest in the league. Only Caps and Power of Evil have had more kill pressure. So, I I mean, we'll, we'll yeah, continue to disagree, but I think his early games have been great. I, I, I disagree with okay, him uh, that strongly. My second team All-Pro is Caps. I think that Caps has been fantastic. I think he's been an exceptional playmaker for Fnatic, both in the early game in terms of 1v1 outplaying and in the late game where he's going and he's trying to assassinate enemy targets, uh, be it on something like Syndra or Talir or anything like that. I thought he's been an exceptional playmaker and has improved uh, as the split went on. It has definitely improved since his spring campaign and has shown us that he does, you know, like to do some kind of weird counterpicks and, you know, bring out things like mid lane Kane and mid lane Camille. And I, I think there's there's a little something there that is not is not Faker-esque, isn't Keen-esque, but is like, it's a nice little little surprise on your tongue when you bite into the sandwich that is Caps. And my first team is Perks. I think- I was afraid you were gonna do that. Okay. That's fine. Hit, hit me. I think Perks, out of all hit of them, he's, he is not the best assassin player. I think that goes to Caps. He is not the best team fighter. I think that goes to Forbivit. But I think he is the best blend of all of them. His Orion is not as good as Forbivit's. I'll give you that. He does not have kind of the cheesy Kane assassin pick, or his LeBlanc is not as good as I think Caps is. But he blends all three of them together very well, and he does exactly what his team needs of him in each given moment. And if that means he has to make a crazy outplay with Orianna in you know a team fight where he sacrifices himself for it, so be it. I just think as a playmaker... Out of these three guys, if I need a guy to make a play for me, I'm gonna pick Pat Perks out of all three of you know all three of these kind of guys, and even you know Senkux or Power of Evil or Nuke Duck. The reason those three guys aren't on here is just they weren't consistent from game one to game you know thirty something. They just they just weren't. They had some pretty awful games early on in the season, and Power of Evil towards the end of the season. And Power of Evil's might not have been his fault, but he still had some pretty mediocre games. And Perks is not as consistent as the other two, but I don't think there's a mid laner in Europe that I'd rather have if I said I need my mid laner to make me a big play. I think that's Perks. I think I think it truly is his lane kingdom. Okay, that's the, I see where you're coming from. Perks was the guy I had as my next man up. I, I thought that Perks, you know, just for me, uh, he had some. He had enough bad games, uh, especially on the Lucian. We saw a couple. I bleached that like, out of that, my mind. That was quite. I, yeah, clearly. I, I, um, yeah. I don't remember that. What, like two and five, two and six at the end I, of the season? I don't know what you're it, talking it, about. He's, uh, he, he had a, a, he had some good games. Uh, and certainly he's a guy that in the playoffs, I am, I am very scared of. He's a very good player. I just thought this was probably his weakest regular season since he's gone into the league. And I think that I've, I, I think that what the other guys did was a little bit better to me, but he's a great player and he will continue to be a great player. And we're going to continue to see him do great things in the playoffs. So I am not as, uh, I'm not as uh, I'm not gonna. I, okay. I, I don't disagree with that necessarily. Look at look I, at I, that. I he doesn't disagree with it. <laughs> I mean, finally, look, I, finally I, one. He's not I totally love, against. I arguing all pro stuff. I mean, I I actually like your jungle picks a little more. But you know what? You can keep underrating Forbiven. Everyone's gonna keep on underrating Forbiven, and Forbiven's gonna continue to do great things. And I I think so. that myself and Fris Chan's on our Discord, and and everyone else is gonna 
Yeah, every other H2K fan is going to keep keep underrating him. Keep putting that chip on Fabivin's shoulder. It's okay. I had, you know, let's, three let's of their players on my all-pro team so far. Let's see if they can go four <laughs> for four with Walter. Chase, let's take a look at the 80 carries. Who did you have as your all-pros and why? Yeah, so we both did H2K. I, well, I did H2K at all five spots last split. I'm not doing it this split. Nuclear's not on this list, not so you guys can can write that off. Um, I also had six people that I was potentially going through on this particular position. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out to HeQ. I thought he improved dramatically. Um, not good enough for an All Pro spot by any means, but uh, a guy who I really want to see in a good on a good team. His Ash has been great, like un unreservedly like no qualifiers his ash has been great this season and we are seeing significant growth from him i hope that he gets on a good team that allows that to shine and allows him to be in a position to succeed because i think we've seen that he can do that um i have you know hansama i think really came on in the second half of the split wasn't given enough time to shine in the first half of the split for me uh the one that i had the hardest time keeping off was copy i really wanted to find a spot for him okay. and i couldn't because uh my third team all pro goes to sven uh, Sven is, is still a great AD carry. I think he's been uh, more consistent in, in lane and getting advantages for himself. I feel like he's done a very good job uh, in of just being that key team fight contributor uh, in just making sure that when the moments arise, uh, he can be that guy. Um, he's not the same team fighter that a guy like Kabi is, but he's a better laner, better hard power farmer, and someone who if I had to have one of them, and my late game team fight, I, I, I'd love to have both, but I'm going to take Sven uh, just based off of what I see in this split. Uh, Kabi, you're, it, it hurt me not to give it to you, buddy. I hope, like, please don't hold it against me. I, it's, that was the hardest decision for me. I had Samix at second. I thought Samix had an amazing split. Um, 145, 50, uh, 59, and 178 for a 5.5 KDA and 70.8% kill participation. Uh, in most splits, those would be the kind of numbers we're spreading out for the first team all pro. Uh, certainly his laning uh, wasn't the best part of his play, but the early game in general wasn't what Unicorns of Love were really doing well. What they needed was a guy who in team fights could really step up and be that playmaker. And there were so many times, especially on that Zaya pick of his, where Samix just shined. And it's awesome to see. I'm glad that this guy that I had faith in last split, back when even Unicorns fans weren't so sure how they felt about him, has now proven himself to be the guy that I believed he could be. Keep on doing you. Uh, <laughs> I, I love watching lottery do your thing. you ever bought. <laughs> oh, really? Really? You're yeah. gonna, like, with, okay, sure. Uh, I Saying I think Samix is going to be serviceable last split was... I, I thought Samix was going to be great. Great Wild. is what I said last but I, I said he was going to do, as soon as he got the opportunity, he was going to shine, and he just wasn't being given that spot. I, I, I'm like, just saying like, there was nothing. You can go back through the pod archive. There was nothing out there, was there a, to like give you reason for that other than just like, no, I think he's going to do really I, good because the team around him. And, and you're right. I'm not saying this to harm I, you, I, like to like go after I you. Disagree. But... I disagree. I I thought his laning was the, one of the most consistent laners last split in that he just never lost lane despite constantly being put in positions where he should have. No. That's the sign I, I saw. Um, so, but but first team is reckless, and the reason we're even arguing about second team is because we all know the first team is reckless. It's boring to say it, but 163 kills, uh, most in the league per game. It's even more absurd because uh, he did 163 in just 29 games. He's he's a hero. Like he and he and Brox are both 27 deaths over the course of the season. An 80 carry 
mind you, an AD carry, the position that everyone wants to kill in a game in order to make sure that the team fights aren't as strong, died 27 times this season. That is less than one per game. I don't know that we're ever going to, like, I don't want to say we're never going to see it again, but I don't know how we would see it again. I don't know. It's one of those kind of marks down in the record books and it's going to be something that like 10 years from now we're like man that reckless split was kind of absurd right how did he only have 27 deaths uh it's the kind of number that just sticks around in your mind and oh by the way he was also the best laner at 118 gold differential at 10 minutes oh by the way he was an innovative split pusher that defined the entire european meta for the pre-rift rivals era pressure cannon and just on picks could put around the map i Reckless, uh, you've put together an incredible season, and I have a feeling we're going to hear you getting another award from me by the end of this podcast. So, where where did you end up? Well, 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 you don't have to feel guilty about leaving Kabe off because I left Sven off for Kabe. Um, pretty much came down to kind of the same arguments you had, but I thought that Kabe did more with a little less. I think the fact that he had worse teammates around him than I think Sven does, um, he stepped up more. In, in that regard, I think Sven is, is is more consistent. I will absolutely give that to you. But he doesn't have to try as hard because he does have expect. He does have uh, perks, and he does have trick when trick actually is good. So uh, you know, trick's falling off a cliff. But I think Sven still they still believe in him. Like they haven't tried to replace him or anything like that. So I think there's still a sense of trust there. And I think Kabe realizes he coming into the season was the primary guy, and then you know Wonder kind of took a step back. Even though Spe- uh, Senkux took a step forward, I think Kabi is still the number one guy on Splice. Uh, so I'll, I'll reward him for that. I'll, I'll put him over Sven there. I got no problem with it. I, I think it's a coin flip either way. I don't think there's a wrong answer there. Uh, second team, Samex, because he was amazing. And in all honesty, I almost put him first team, but I knew that the backlash that I would get from the non-Unicorns of Love fans would be too great. And I, I really didn't have a leg to stand on at all other than like if 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 reckless had spent the entire split just playing like kennen then i would have just been like well reckless can only play kennen of course i'm gonna put samix over him because you know bigger champion pool but the post rift rivals reckless where he's like i actually gonna play real lady carries now kind of cemented it um so yeah reckless is first team yep dude just okay. just let fanatic into your heart no. just let keep the door no. open no. no let yourself no. this is a fun team it's, well, well, then I'm sorry you can't appreciate such a fun team because it has been so fun to watch Reckless play as far as I'm concerned. I mean, Europe has just been, been a great fun for me to watch. So it's uh, them being the poster child of it is kind of like, okay, yeah, they're, they're a pretty good team. Like, they're a pretty solid team. They got their, you know, asses handed them at Rift Rivals by literally everyone. So including a team that wow. was a North American wow. relegation. So I... I mean, I don't oh. know. Let's move on. Let's move on to you do you, man. Let's move on to support before I give Chase an aneurysm. Chase, who are your three supports? Yeah, please. Uh, this was another one. I I had a couple guys that I really wanted to put on the list and couldn't. Um, Hillisang, you will get on this list as soon as you stop dying so often. 114 times in 35 games for a support is just too much. You can't do that. You you. I I love the 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 plays that you do make but you really that you've got to shore up that consistency because those are the fights that can hurt your team and there are several times in which his deaths then led to the enemy getting a baron or an elder dragon or something that ended up winning the game because they are now fighting a man down to me that's something that i just i can't have an all pro support doing Uh, i also have jez's uh, he's the only fanatic member that didn't on my pro list 
Um, a lot of great arguments as to why he should be on that list. 66.4% uh, uh, assist rate uh, is kind of absurd. He like his his pure kill participation numbers are are one thing, but just the sheer number of kills that he helped helped facilitate uh, is nuts. And I think that he deserves credit for that. I just don't think he was quite as good as the three guys above him on, on the list. For me, third team was Mithy. Uh, I thought Mithy was one of the best laning supports that Europe had, probably the best laning support that Europe had. I, I think that he did a very good job of setting Sven up for plays in that lane, and it's one of the reasons that G2, even when they were struggling, were able to keep their heads above water long enough to get to this point where we're with them now, where they're at 8-5 and five and they're going to go into the playoffs and be uh, a pretty hard favorite. Uh, this, this was a team that won one point was two and three let's remember so i think that we have to give credit to the guys who really dug them out of that and i think the bot lane and the stability that it brought uh good times and bad is something that deserves to be commended i had mickey as my second team all pro support i, lo I love mickey i have i've been one of his guys uh, in his corner since the very beginning of his time in the league and i'm going to continue to reward him for his playmaking capabilities and oh by the way cleared per minute and wards per minute uh, both led uh, all support players in those regards uh, the guy has been just prolific at establishing vision and denying the opponent's vision and it makes him very dangerous in that regard but there is one player who I thought deserved it just a little bit more and it's going to be Che he's going to get my first team all pro support again 69.2% uh, uh, assist rate That's, he has a 75.9% kill participation rate but 69.2% nine percent two percent of his team's overall kills he was a part of and he was a huge member of as to why that's the case no one came close to that percent by the way no one in the league touched that kind of marker uh other than jez's who like i said was just a few percentage points worse the, the, the guy has just been a monster and he's done so uh, while also establishing some very solid vision numbers in both words cleared and words placed. I have been incredibly impressed by him. I think that his his thresh continues to be one of the most fun support champions to watch in Europe right now. And I can't wait to see him continue to do great things. I hope that this time when I give him all of this praise, he doesn't then kind of wince in the playoff spotlights like he did last split. But I, th I think that he deserves to be rewarded for everything he did in the regular season. And he's my first team all pro support. Just an insane, insane year. Okay. Yeah, you don't have him on your list, do you? I don't. No. And uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for the bullet now, because, because this one is a because I wanted to give him the award. This is a I thought that like last split, like you literally last split with the supports, like you literally did this last split too, and that didn't because very and, 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 and here's and here's really the honest thing with the three supports that I chose, they were all big playmakers, and and Che, now that I'm thinking back, I I do I'm now starting to remember him making a bunch of plays for this team. It's just a lot of H2K games and even Fnatic games because they played such like this is how we play the game, sort of all kind of mesh together and I forget a lot of like moments. But my third team support Wadded. I'm giving it to Wadded. I he's not gonna win it. No one should vote for him. I'm gonna get crucified for this. But like you brought up PQ on the AD carry one. I wanted to I didn't give a spot. That's totally Don't care. Two my things. list. Don't care. My list. Don't... the problem is the other supports Guys like Mithy, guys like Che, guys like Ignar, I expect so much from them. And they didn't reach my expectations of what I expect from them. 
Che is probably because I've just, you know, the H2K games all kind of blur together for me after they hit like 15 minutes. And that's really when Che starts to do all of his massive work. But Wadded, I thought that on a on a okay Rocket team, I thought that what he was able to accomplish in protecting Karnan especially, because Karnan was the reason that they hit all these Kingslayer marks, that they were knocking off all these big teams, was mainly because of Karnan. Well, it's also because Wadded was keeping Karnan alive, and he was the one engaging on Tom Kench's and catching people off guard and hitting hooks on Blitzcrank and, and doing these really initiating very hard for his team and trying his best to make sure that his team was very successful. His his uh, individual deaths of when he gets caught out, there were numbers, I think there were like week six or something that were brought up that it's, he has a very low, like he doesn't die away from his teammates at all. And maybe that's, he doesn't roam around to word enough and he doesn't get caught out because Pride Soccer just wants to sit in his own jungle and farm, 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 farm. But when I thought about it, Wadded stood out to me more versus where my expectations of him are than some of the other supports that probably will get, you know, the top three anyways. Um, second team was Hillisong, because I like Hillisong, and he is still, I think, the best engager in Europe, and I think most of those deaths have context to what he's accomplishing. I think that the downfall of, of Exile really did play a key part in some of the issues that they had, where Exile just was so far behind sometimes, he didn't have the damage to follow up on Hillisong's engages. And first team, I'm going to give it to Mickey, because I have the balls to do it. Mickey's great. You're not going to get me to hate on Mickey. No. Um, I'm not expecting I just want to remind Mickey. people that I'm the Rockat fan. Like, I'm the one who's supposed to be biased towards Rockat. Yeah. And meanwhile, like, you just delivered a take so hot that I'm wishing I had oven gloves right here for the just, just to make the joke hit home. Like, I clearly was not prepared prop-wise because I just, I could not fathom anyone doing that. It was not something that even crossed my mind as a possibility. That's Only fine. Spraddle and Dreams had a lower KDA. Man, Wadid, like, I love Wadid. He's a great personality. I hope he gets on a better team and, and has Let's not some forget more, some better season. <laughs> Let's not forget, I'm the guy who put stunt on the North American support list last year, so this really shouldn't yeah, surprise you. I, you know what? Honestly, I don't know why any of this surprises me anymore. Like, at some point, go. I should just accept, like, I, I watch Europe incredibly closely. Yeah. You get to be the host on that, so you don't have to watch quite as closely. Yep. And you like to reward players that you like, and you like yep. to not reward teams that you dislike. I'm a, I'm a terrible voter because... when it comes to Europe. I'm an, I should not be given a ballot when it comes to Europe. North America, absolutely, but Europe, yeah, I'd probably stay, keep me away from that. But that's why it's fun. That's it's, probably... fun. it's fun for me to say wanted, explain it, and you go, yeah, I don't agree right. with any of that, but like, I guess you had a kind of well-reasoned argument <laughs> in like crazy world. Sure. We're having so much fun here, guys. So much fun. Chase is like, this is this is all a joke to get back at me for being a Rockat fan. <laughs> no, I just, just want you to know I'm still mad about SOAS. Like 90%, like that, was, like, that is still the more egregious one. I don't I'm care. Not it's, it's I later. really don't care. I know you don't. I don't. Let's, let's, let's go to Coach of the Split. Let's, let's go. No, we did Ricky of the Split first in North America, so we're going to do Ricky of the Split first oh. here. <laughs> okay, that's fine. I'll so, do Ricky so, of the Split. So, so, so um, who, who's your Ricky of the Split, Chase? Uh, it's not going to take very long. There were only four potential rookies, even if you wanted to stretch it out and include everybody. And uh, surprisingly, neither Dreams nor Koski made my short list. So it came down Sendo. to Brightstalker versus Yuki. And oh. Not, no yeah. No. So unfortunately, you have to play like at least two series and also like be on a roster by the end of the split. 
But look, I I had uh, I gave it to Pride Stalker, um, and I, I this was not a oh but Chase wants to reward a Rock App player for it. If you look, I went back to back like through all the numbers. Pride Stalker had fewer deaths. He was involved in more plays. He had more consistency in his laning. His early game is actually surprisingly okay. He averages 82 goal differential at 10 minutes, which is way 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 higher than I ever would have expected uh yuki had uh you know neither one of these are great players to be clear uh pride soccer's ka was 2.6 yuki's was 2.3 but you know what pride soccer better kill participation much better early game more assists not that many fewer kills uh, um i just thought that he did his role a little bit better uh yuki i i think has potential but especially as the split wore on pride soccer got better and yuki got worse Pride and that's ultimately where Stalker this ends up. was on a better team, and also not that much better. And also, Monkey's Jungler is buddy buddy with their top laner and never went on the bottom side of the map. So I, I'm still I gonna not it. see it. Yeah. Go, I, go I, I'm it gonna give it to Yuki. I'm gonna give it to Yuki. I thought Yuki sure. played admirably on a much worse team than Pride Stalker. I, I'm just, I'm flabbergasted now. That is, I wish I had oven mitts for that take because I just remember like three, four weeks in the season, you just fucking, freaking lambasting. <laughs> like Pride yeah. Stalker. It like I said, like, Pride Jesus. Stalker got better as, as the split went on. He was really bad when the split That's first right. started. Yuki was the better player till the split just started. But the last few weeks, I think Yuki has gotten worse. I think he's been caught out, out way too often in team fights. And I think Pride Stalker has done a lot of, of creative in ages, especially when he gets the couple champions like a Kha'Zix or a um, or the Warwick that he really, yeah, he really thrived on. Yuki, like, outside of his Twitch, I can't name a champion where I was really impressed by him. Pride Soccer gave me two versus Yuki's one. Like, let me be clear, neither of these are great players. If it were up to me, I would pull a Bill and we would roll the Rookie of the Split award to next split and we'd have it count for two. I'd like, roll that's it, how I would I'd roll it back to last split and give it to Wadden. Sure. Yeah, that's fine. Like I like any like neither of these players deserve a, an award. Like let's be clear about this. This is like I can't like Yuki Pride Stalker. I don't I don't know where you land on the argument. For me, I like it's a slight edge. I really went back and forth, but the fact that those are our two choices tells me like, man, I, I really hope that these regional challenger leagues are going well. Yeah, please, please Europe. We need confusion. It's uh. Hang worrying, especially after it. Like, come on, let's, let's uh, get some of those young guys fair, going. Fair Please. enough, fair enough. Uh, coach the split chase. I, again, it's there's one choice. Yeah, this one's pretty easy. This would be Dylan Falco, and it's Dylan Falco because yep. of all of the coaches. Dylan Falco was the one that had the most success, but also did the most innovation. We had two different play styles. Beginning of the split, before Rift Rivals, where it was all split pushing and those kind of compositions. And then in the second half of the split, one of the best team fighting teams. And, and the fact that they were able to balance both of those things, mm. and I never felt like they lost a step in European play, Yes, was very impressive. I thought the way they bounced back from, from Rift Rivals, given how poor that tournament was for them, was very impressive. So I, I got to give it to him. I'm glad that he's finally on a team that seems to be giving him some love and really listening to him and buying into his system. He's one of those guys we've been hearing behind the scenes. He's a great coach. He just hasn't been in the right spot. This season, he was in the right spot. Who would have and thought his spot. right spot would be with Soaz? <laughs> yeah. There's such an irony to that. Yeah. God, man. It's, it's Dylan Falco. I, I, just, 
Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. North American, I just want you to remember that so as I don't believe coaches do anything, I was more responsive to your co- to a coach than the North American teams that Dylan Falco previously coached on. Like I just like I just want to make sure that you guys know where the bar was. Um, come on, come on, North America, you're better than that. Um, I'm glad, but I'm glad this worked out. I'm glad he found his right landing spot. I'm glad he found the right tools to make what he wanted to do work. And I hope that this continues in the playoffs. Fnatic uh, could be a really fun team if it. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I, I can't. There's literally no one I can argue against picking over Dylan, so I'm not going to. Uh, MVP, Chase. Yeah. Lay it on me. It's it's the Swedish Superman, isn't it? I mean, yeah, but I like I had this whole argument of how like I broke down the numbers and I really looked at you know which three players to me stood out and it immediately became a two horse race for me between Broxa and Reckless. Uh, both of which, in my opinion, had amazing cases. I think Broxa, you're looking at better kill participation, um, more efficient uh, with his gold, actually a more proactive early game, but of course, junglers, that's kind of their thing. But he did so more like more effectively than Reckless, who we saw was is such a great laning AD carry. Uh, Reckless, obviously, bigger playmaking when it came to, you know, just being that team fight leader and, you know, making sure to pour that damage out there when needed, making sure to get those resources across the map. I I thought that, you know, both players had incredible years and they should both be very proud of the efforts that they put in. And the fact that both of them were as good as they were with Broxa getting 25 deaths and Reckless getting 27 deaths over the course of a whole season. To have two players on the same team average fewer than one death per game, uh, I don't, like, I don't know if we're ever going to see an AD carry do it again, but I do know with almost certainty that we are never going to see two players on the same team with death totals that low. Uh, it's never been seen as far as I can tell, and in, in, now that we're in these kind of best of three leagues, and I, I think that it's a, it, to me it was a very close call. But yeah, I gave it to Reckless, um, mostly because degree of difficulty. It is really, like, like, if you're a jungler and you have a good team around you, they can amplify what you do and make it shine and i do feel that broxa shined on his own but i mean from the jungle you like you can have some help every now and then there are there are things that you can do and things you can take advantage of that make it a little bit easier for reckless to do what he did i i don't have a comparison for it there will be another broxa there will be another great jungler who doesn't die and puts together these great splits and he's already the second one organizes things well gets the pathing done yeah we already had one his name it's happened before yeah, it's happened before. It'll happen again. It's great when it happens, and those players should be commended because they are. It is an amazing feat to do. But what Reckless did this split is unprecedented. It is unprecedented. It is beyond belief in in so many ways, and it is the kind of season that you, know, you can say that you that Fnatic like their games blended in together and they didn't really connect with you in the same way. I am going to be telling my kids about the Reckless season. Like this has been a season that is beyond what I have seen an individual player do in the Western world. Uh, I, I could not, could not be more impressed with the top-to-bottom effort that Reckless put into the season across so many different champions, too, so many different play styles in terms of how he had to handle those fights. He's done scaling, he's done objective control, he's done split push, he's done it all, and he's done it more efficiently than any other AD carry that I can think of. Congratulations, Reckless. You get the MVP award, 
And I hope that this season is remembered five years from now for being as awesome as it was because this was truly I, I don't say this enough because like we're so used to like you have to focus on criticism we have to focus on what each team do better or whatever else but like reckless if you hear this it has been a joy to watch you play this split thank you for submitting this kind of effort in a season you are that this is the kind of thing that makes me as an analyst just makes my heart warm and i i, I don't have anything else to say congratulations man you have earned every ounce of praise that you're going to get this season and that's amazing season uh i chose wadid because <laughs> i didn't choose wadid i didn't choose wadid i chose reckless yeah okay i, I don't have a glowing <laughs> testimonial about you know i'm buddy buddy with him and you deserve this friend I, you were the best player your best player by far um that's it i congrats Good job. Sure. Yeah, that's a great. <laughs> Good job. I mean, yeah, it was, a, it was an absolutely fantastic season. Okay. Let's see if you win a title. I, yeah, that's, I mean, that, and that's what we get to look forward to, right? Like now, he, he's, this he's is the, the star. last podcast. He's the now. star. That's, that's to me is this is the, can you on your own win a title? You don't have Soaz. You don't have, uh, you don't have the two guys that kind of are, are, are protecting you over the top. You don't have Soaz and Peke. You don't have Hui and Rainover. Now it's, it's your show, buddy, and you couldn't do it. He doesn't last have Soaz and Caps. Split. But I don't say they aren't yeah, the superstars they didn't have a coach over him. Split. They aren't the superstars yeah. over him. He's the superstar. This is the fir- This is true. Yes, this is the first time. Other than those fanatic teams after Soaz and Pecky left, where he's really been like, this is his second chance of being the super duper star on his team and being the best player in the league. Is it enough? Does he win a title on his own? That's kind of where I'm at. Does you know? Can he win a title without a Peke or a Froggen? That's kind of where I'm at. And I, I'm I, to, to me, that's why I'm not excited for the season because I I think will kind of dismiss this season if he doesn't end up lifting the trophy. Like, it's a fantastic statistical season, but at the end of the day, if they don't make the finals and they don't win, I don't know if we hold Reckless in such high esteem as a champion. Well, I see. I believe this is a team game. I don't, I'm not going to hold Reckless. Like, we'll have to see how the series plays out, but I will agree with you that... Let me put it this way. No one's going to be talking about the 73-9 and nine Warriors. They're going to be talking that they blew a 3-1 lead. And that's ultimately, that's why... 18-1 Patriots? These All-Pro all awards. Yeah, yeah. this is why we get this out of the way early. And we have these awards and we can reflect back on an awesome regular season. But now it's time to convert. And luckily, we have some really fun playoff series that are going to be happening this week. The semifinals next week when we get Fnatic and HGK going are going to be really fun. Because I have a feeling we're going to have the top four teams in Europe doing their thing so i'm gonna keep banking on that and i'm gonna keep enjoying what has been a very fun european season and if you want to talk talk to me about any of the picks that i made today or anything else that i said you can find me at redshirt king or you can find me in the comment section underneath this video uh because i'm going to respond to all of them i'm going to do a better job of that i'm committed to it just like i'm committed in doing the timestamps, which i remember to do for this hey. proud of that uh, and I hope you guys, I hope that helps you guys because this has certainly been longer than when we talked about it in North America because we get to have more of these arguments because we don't know where the voters are going to go. And 
Uh, we're not going to probably do a response to what the voters do. Um, nah. If you want to talk about that, you should definitely be on our Discord because we have a great Discord to talk about exactly those things. And uh, we've got a great crew of people there. We do VOD reviews for the European crowd. I tend to be up late at nights, which is early in the morning your time. So I've been doing some VOD reviews with you guys, um, which I love. And I would love to continue to have more people involved and, and kind of do some fun things with that. So uh, definitely join that if you're interested. And I didn't mean to become the host all of a sudden. I just kind of went into the closing spiel. Walter, where can the nice people at home find you? Uh, you guys can find me at Sadies underscore LOL. I don't really feel the need to defend the Wadid pick because I kind of admitted it was slightly troll because I just wanted to give him the recognition. Um, but anything else, yeah, tweet me, you know, at C80's Lowell, bring it up on Discord, bring it up in the comments. I'll, you know, further go into detail of my thoughts on them. But, like, I get it. Everybody's going to crucify me for the Wadid pick. Okay, ha, ha, ha. I knew oh, it was coming. Oh, no, no, no. They're going to crucify you for the Soaz thing. That's where they're going to crucify you. And Soaz, by the way, you can find him at C80's underscore Lowell. Just once again, Soaz, at C80's underscore LOL. I know how you feel about journalists that underestimate you. Like, this is fine. This is your moment. Okay. Let's, uh... I will, I'll give you my address. You can send me a nice French baguette. How does that sound? That's... I don't care. I, I don't... Like, he was good, right? But if I'm picking a top laner and I need them to play a secondary style, I'm going to pick Odo Expected Chachi. They can actually 1v1 someone. I don't see that from Soaz anymore. I... He's not that player. And it's fine. Shaq was still... Re like, Shaq was still kind of... Someone that could help, you know, a, a playoff team out at the last couple years of his career. He wasn't styling and dunking on people like he was in 92. But, like, he was helpful to the to the 2006 Miami Heat. There was a place you for Soaz. Usually you wait until I hand you the shovel to start digging your own grave. But I'm glad that you're just digging into it. I Go don't, for it, I don't think he deserved it. He'll be back. I don't think he deserved it. I don't we, care. We will be back next week. We're going to be back next week talk about the North American and European semifinals. And until then, goodbye, Internet. You can follow the Rough Drafts podcast on all your favorite social media sites. Twitter, at Rough Drafts Pod, Facebook.com, backslash Rough Drafts Pod, SoundCloud.com, backslash Esports Rough Drafts, YouTube.com, backslash Rough Drafts Podcast, as well as on iTunes by searching for the Rough Dress Podcast. The Rough Dress Podcast is supported by our lovely Patreons at patreon.com backslash Pod and by viewers like you. Thanks for listening, and goodbye, Internet.